Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka, an anime podcast where every two weeks we come together and discuss an anime that we have recently watched as if we were a book club and we turn our discussion over to you. And right now we're in our retro or anime we haven't seen, nothing recent shows up here. Um, we do two of these every year at the beginning of the year. This is our second one, and we just watched Jintama, which is the anime we'll be discussing today. And to do that, I need the help of my co-host. First off, we have the Sheriff of Rottingham to my Prince John. It's Jeremy. How you doing? Doing pretty well. So let's see. The anime I would rather have watched is Space Dandy. Watch it again. <laughs> I think you're tipping your hat by saying rather, but all right. <laughs> We also have the Colonel Sanders to my Lord Helmet. What's the matter, Jason? Chicken? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I would have been rather watching Mushishi, but that's also one of my favorite anthology anyways. Why are you guys going rather than? <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, my name is. I was Troy. just following Jeremy's uh, lead here. Okay. I think my it's na- totally valid. <laughs> my name is Troy, and one of my favorite animes is Spy Family. And I'm not going to say whether I'd rather have watched rather that or not. No. Watched. <laughs> Didn't season <laughs> two just drop? They they did. I'm I'm hoping we get to watch that soon. But we have look, summertime rendering has showed up. I don't know mm. if you guys know that. That's one we've been waiting for for a while. Um, Chainsaw Man just got done. That wink wink yeah. hint hint. That might be important in a little bit. Um, we have a request for Pochi the Rock, which was very mm-hmm. popular. So that's going to be happening soon as well. We have a lot to watch and get on the show. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> We need to talk about Gintama. We just watched the oh, first. Oh, it's it's Gintama, right? Like nope. I've been calling it Gintama, but in in the episodes they keep saying in the dub that his name you're, is you're Gin. Right. It's Gin. Okay. I'm gonna call it Gintama. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to. <laughs> That's your... let, we need to clarify what we watched. <laughs> we watched the first twelve episodes of season one, and all of you who are about to tell us. It gets better. Like, it's good at this point. We know. <laughs> we like know. 200 episodes in. We know. <laughs> we know. You can still tell us. I actually have <laughs> sure, a really sure. interesting where everyone decides uh, it really hits and catches fire. But Yeah. All right. Season so four, I think. Jesus. <laughs> let's do our non-spoiler reviews. Jason, this was your retro pick. So what did you think of it? Um, I've always seen memes about this anime and, uh, it's just kind of hung around the space for, you know, since it's come out the anime space. So like I've not, I'm not a big anime comedy guy. So, uh, that's, I I was like, I, I, we have to watch this. This is kind of like one of those have to watch, uh, in, in a particular space. Um, I, is he what? doing a bit? 
Are you doing a are you doing a, a reference back to Space Dandy by saying space three times already? Because no. <laughs> no. you sound like me doing a bit in space. Yeah. Um, no, yes. <laughs> I actually I wasn't. I, I just kind of wanted to give a little context because normally I wouldn't have picked something like this, but like that's the reason I chose this um, retro pick. When you said uh, it twice, I assumed it wasn't, and then you said it a third time, and I had to ask. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I had fun. Um, there were a few points where I laughed out loud, I, which caught me off guard. Uh, there's some pretty, pretty funny, funny moments. Um, it's it definitely grows on you. It, it's it wasn't great the first three episodes, and then it I, I felt it really started to catch on. So. Um, story's not exactly engaging but it definitely serves its purpose so um yeah that's how that's how i felt all right jeremy what'd you think uh not my cup of tea it i've wanted to watch this for a long time for the same reasons that jason was bringing up and so i'm glad we watched it uh but it is it is not what i thought it was gonna be uh I really expected there to be a lot more like nuanced humor, but it was it was very uh, in your face, strong arming you humor with like dialogue to make sure you understood the humor (laughs) where the reference was. It was almost a bit like self-deprecating fourth wall, like major fourth wall breaking and fourth wall breaking doesn't really bother me. But this was a lot of fourth wall breaking. Um, So. I don't know. Uh, there's particularly one character that was driving me nuts through the whole thing. And um, I think it's entirely because of the dub. He's probably not as bad in the sub. But um, I let's just say I really enjoyed the dub of the last comedy anime we watched. And so, you know, maybe I maybe I thought that dub would help with comedy or maybe I just couldn't find the sub. But uh <laughs> I regret that decision. I kind of wish I had found some way to watch it in sub. But, uh, and I think that's one thing to make clear. I watched sub and Jeremy watched dub and Troy. Also dub, but I did watch the first episode sub. This switched because it wasn't working for me. Which leads me to my review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually agree with Jason. I think it gets better as it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly though, I was bored. The humor didn't work for me, even though there's some jokes that definitely hit. Um, I did have some laughs. There's some things that work for me. Honestly, I felt like I was watching something like Digimon. It felt younger than it was meant to be, but even though they're cursing and making some sexual innuendo jokes, this felt young to me. Uh, and that could also be the English dub. The, the English dub is like bad. It just was bad. <laughs> and it almost to the point where I was like, is it a joke that it's bad? Is that part of a joke? I think they might be doing bad on purpose. I think it like, is. Like when we did ghost stories, ghost. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, we yeah, watched, ghost yeah, and they had a yeah. the really bad dub on purpose just because they couldn't do anything else. Um, this felt like that almost. Mm-hmm. But it also, like I said, I also got the person like when you. I'm not trying to rip on Digimon for people who like Digimon either. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've watched plenty of Digimon, but when I watch like Digimon, I'm like, oh, this is like my first anime, little kid anime, mm-hmm. and this felt like little kid comedy show. Which, by the way, 
my eight-year-old ended up watching like an episode or two. I just left it on. It was the dog episode, and he was really loved. And he laughed his butt off the whole time. And I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there is such a thing as juvenile humor. I mean, it can be humor can be written in a juvenile way, even if it's adult humor. Even though I so. did think the dog was funny. We'll get to that. Yeah, like when you have a restaurant called Booby. Never mind. I'm not. I'm sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that. Yeah. No, no, super juvenile. Anyways, go on. Juvenile, though. Come on. My, my <laughs> apologies. All right. Uh, that, that's really all my thoughts. What did you guys think of the opening and the closing? All right. I like the Nothing opening. the right home about. Um, yeah, the yeah. soundtrack was good. Um, I swear. Is that baby metal? I, I think it's the singer that, that does baby metal. Like, I recognize her voice. I didn't bother it to look at it. It kind of sounded like it, didn't it? Yeah. I also like the opening song. <laughs> okay, I'm going to admit it right here and now that after the third episode, I started working on miniatures while I watched this anime. So <laughs> I haven't done that before. Um, so, yeah, there may be a few things where I'm like, I, I have a partially um, developed impression. <laughs> At least you're honest, I, I guess. I think Dub really did a disservice for you guys. Mm. It was painful. I, I I don't disagree, but like I said, I watched the first episode in sub, and I'm like... I, I, yeah, I wasn't on better? board either in the first yeah. one. I will say, like, by episode 11 is where I thought it started to get a little bit better. That, that's where I thought it got a little bit. The full runtime season one, that's like basically two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe part of our discussion should be like we've already said, like three three episodes. You should be hooked, or it's up. It's the show's job yeah. to get me into it. I shouldn't have to go through a hundred. Yep. Right. All right. <laughs> we obviously have a lot to talk about here, but before we do, our next anime is going to be. <laughs> That's right, Bochi the Rock. No, no, I'm kidding. Stop. Not yet. Bochi the Rock's coming. It's Chainsaw Man. Mature yeah. warning. That was a double fake out, just yeah. like a Chintama joke. High <laughs> mature warning. Yes. Not not for a lot of people, including kids. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'll tell you now, the OP is fire. I already know that. I've seen the first four episodes. I've only seen the first episode. I'm, I'm going to rewatch them. I'm so excited. I haven't seen any episodes. Okay. All <laughs> right. Let's do s- spoiler warning for Jintama, mm. which similar, but not quite the same as Space Dandy. There is like thread stories that go through this. Mm-hmm. But nothing ever really feels that heavy or like if I if you got told a spoiler, like it ruined the show for you. That's You're not here for the plot. I felt watching it. But spoiler yeah, warning you're, anyway. You're, yeah, you're yep. definitely here for the antics, not the story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's Japan, but instead of a British mm-hmm. people showing up and 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 occupation, occupation uh, aliens space did dogs and space cats. Yeah, and, and aliens are mostly <laughs> well, no, there's some animals, there's some aliens, but basically aliens showed up and. Mm-hmm. So we're both in like the Edo period, but also there's TVs and cell phones and cars so that you can make jokes about both. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, but you know, that's that's fine. They they set it up well mm-hmm. enough, and definitely it, it reminded me of like silly Roroni Kenshin. They just replaced it with uh, aliens. Um, I actually really like the setting. I think there's a huge amount of potential here, um, and I'm kind of curious. Did we ever get like I know it's only dipping your toe in the waters of Gintama, but did we ever get any like idea of what the rest of the world is dealing with with these aliens? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and you, and you have to remember, that... like this is Edo, Japan, so like mm-hmm. they don't have mass communications throughout the world, and of course at this point they do, but mm-hmm. no, we didn't. We didn't get any information. Yeah, because I'm really curious about that. Like, what are the broader implications on the entire planet? I'm hesitant to do this, but it's going to happen anyway, and I because I know us. So I'm I'm going to compare something to Space Dandy. And when we watched Space Dandy, I said when you watch that first episode, you get the perfect sample size of what Space Dandy is. It's I wish every first episode would do that. This is the opposite end of that spectrum. This is the worst idea for a first episode. In fact, it comes back when when Jason picked this. He was like, let's maybe start in the middle where we hear it gets really good. And we were like, oh, should we start in the middle? Shouldn't we just start at the beginning? And then the freaking anime is like, we're starting in the middle. <laughs> yes, I hated that. I think that was a horrible disservice for the first two episodes to be what they were. Yes, that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know anything about the world. You don't know why these people are together. Like, And so none of the jokes really land. Yes, it's, yeah. very, it's so jarring. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So now let's go to the actual show. We start well, with. There was the one joke of I'm I missed. That that one got me, but that was about it. You missed w- which? The the guy who shoots the bazooka. Oh, it's the first time that we see him try to assassinate his leader in the the police force, like Sith style. Yeah, and they like in in the dub they call it out where he's like, "Oh, are you trying to kill me again?" Why would I do that, Captain, or something like that? Or I guess I missed, or ha ha, you'll never get me. That, that doesn't happen? happen? That's not the very first thing to happen. We start with Jin. Well, to- obviously. No, it's just one of the things. I'm just saying in this first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying the things that made you laugh in the first episode. Right, because this first episode's not great. That's That was the point. Oh, okay. I'm I think Jason thought you were going to skip to three. I'm not. Okay. All right, so this episode starts with our main character, main couple characters, running away from a group of men who are chasing them. Uh, we'll start with the first one. His name is Gin Toki. Everyone calls him Gin. He is a former samurai turned odd job worker with a sweet tooth and a future of diabetes. Uh, your thoughts on Gin? I think one of the things I really like about this character is, you know, he, he's a bad person. Um, and, he, and it's funny, too, because it's called out a couple of times throughout the anime, like, oh, he lives by his own rules. But, like, his own rules are subject to change at all times. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to, like, he's, even though he's always looking for that easy next job in order to pay his rent, which he never does. um he always has this redemption honor going on. Um, 
And I think I think that's one of the redeeming qualities for him about me is that underneath it all, underneath you know being so lazy and just looking for a quick buck, if it comes to protecting people, especially people that he likes, um, and also like he is a accomplished swordsman. Like we mm-hmm. get we get lore on why he's so good. So it's not just he's bad at everything. He is an accomplished samurai, but because there's a ban, he has a wooden sword. <laughs> so, Which he seems perfectly capable with. Right. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I, I I liked him. I thought he did a good job for what his character was. Um, I just found him to be kind of boring. Um, the... Like you say, he was he was lazy, um, which that in itself doesn't bother me, except that he's not really bringing a lot of energy to the table as far as entertainment value to me. He's not like drawing my attention most of the time. Um, It's left to other characters to do that, and I don't think they do a good job. So I notice it lacking more in the main character. But I do like... I liked Roroni Kenshin a lot, and I do see some similarities here, just in the sort of uh, more reserved only acts when, you know, the situation has devolved to a point where he has to step in, and then he just kind of ends the situation. And that was how a lot of the Roroni Kenshin episodes ended in the very beginning. Um, So, you know, I, I did like that aspect of it. And like you were saying, he definitely has some good qualities. When it comes down to it, he does like I, I am left to wonder, though. In in the episode where we really see like the history of him and the landlady, I'm I'm left to wonder because he is he plays dumb sometimes, and I don't think he's as dumb as he pretends to be. He seems to be pretty clever, and so it kind of makes me wonder if the little like bargain that he said he made with her dead husband to protect her was just his way of getting free rent by, you know, like, so there's things where even with his good acts, I kind of wonder how good they really are. Or if this is just more cleverness for him to be able to facilitate what he wants to be, um, you know, to justify it. So, but I don't know. He's not the worst character. The worst character is a different character. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll get to him. He's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um everything about Gin is something that I love on paper. Right? I love that scoundrel, I'm selfish, I'm lazy, but actually I'm golden hearted and I'm just reserving my energy for when I'm actually needed. I'll I'll do the right thing when the time calls for and only at that moment. <clears throat> Though that really works for me and I do like that about Gin. I really liked his there's a, he gives a passionate speech in the episode in the hospital that he has some good moments. But for the most part I find him bland as a shonen protagonist and as a comedy protagonist. He's just not doing a lot with it. I actually compare him more to like Saitama, who's someone who can save the day at the end of the episode when it's time to save the day. And whereas like Saitama who's purposely made bland, but as a joke and that's working, this guy was just kind of there until it mattered. And unless he's, except for when he's like breaking the fourth wall, he just, it 
it was like he didn't matter he was there and i had a hard time caring about him oh we're gonna get so many angry emails about this one all right just remember we only watched 12 episodes not 200 (laughs) i'm sure he gets better (laughs) yeah i mean something here is working right for as long as the series has gone on here so and i I know like you said i know we're going to be we're going to keep comparing this to space stand even though they're completely different animes i think there's a big big difference between uh, dandy was very animated and he you know everything blows up around him maybe not physically every time but you know just there's always action with Jin, his humor is dry humor it's it's that deadpan dry humor and that that appeals to me that appeals poorly written deadpan dry humor i I think it was really delivered badly okay both word choice and word delivery and dub were just painful okay it didn't feel that way in sub especially in like episode three four through the rest okay but you didn't watch that so no (laughs) all right let's touch on the humor then because even (laughs) that's not fair you sound like him an episode ago i know i know Okay, I do not find it. I do not find this anime offensive, even though I don't like it. So I'm not going to hate it that much. <laughs> there's, there's an. What I kept coming up with through the humor was everything but the kitchen sink. Like it was just nonstop yeah. throwing every joke to the point where I was like, it's 90% punchlines, mm-hmm. but almost no setup. And sometimes no setups. They were making jokes, punchlines, but never. And some are set up. And then there's some. I think they do recurring jokes really well, uh, running gags. And I think they do like the rule of three really well. But especially like when Kagura and Gin get going together, it's just punchline, 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 punchline. With no reason for the punchlines. And I'm like, I I guess. there's there's an episode where they are fighting a monster and they start yelling out movie titles while they do it. Mm-hmm. But, like, no one's a movie buff or there's no movie references <laughs> being made in the episode so far. It's just randomly. And I'm like, that's a great punchline. So what, though? <laughs> right. Well, and, and also, like, when is this anime taking place? So uh, yeah. in well, world, they didn't see these movies. So that means that's just a fourth wall break, which is like, OK, that's the writer making the joke. That's not even the character making the joke. That's just that I don't like that because it's so silly. It doesn't bother me. It, it's. Yeah, that that bugs me. <laughs> not my style of humor. I mean, I get it. Some people like it. It just it, the, the reason I bring that up, Jason, is because. That I don't think is a dub sub thing because they would have been the same volume of jokes from one to and the that, other. And that I remember that joke specifically. It did not work for me. Um, for for one, I'm not merely a movie buff guy, but like I didn't. It, it, even if I had known that they were movies, I would not have really. They wouldn't have landed with me. Yeah, they did in English. They did. You've got mail and Minority Report, mm-hmm. and one other one that I like. Forget. If they were all kaiju movies, I could see the joke. Right. <laughs> like that would have made sense. But set like, up payoff. Yeah. <laughs> this is just payoff. And I'm like Okay. It's funny that you say yeah. that everything felt like a punchline 
because it didn't feel like that in sub. Hmm. So did they actually lead up to the jokes? Like, did they have uh, more dialogue? There were there were a lot of punchline, 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 especially when like they're arguing. Um, but for the majority of the time, no. Like that, there was like conversation, setup, joke. Okay. There was another kind of humor that was driving me crazy, and that was the exasperation humor, where you essentially just have a character who shouts, What are you doing? Why are you still doing that? What's going on over there? How could you do this thing that I completely expected you to do? They would reuse that way too. I think that's a very Japanese style of humor, too. I think Mm -hmm. that is. That it, and that leads us into our next character, Shinbata, who is, and I, I, I honestly think that is a cultural thing because Shinbata is identified as our straight man, and that's Good. how yeah. in Japanese humor a straight man is supposed to react, and they do go up to eleven with him. So, uh, Jeremy, why don't you start? What do you think about Shinbata? <laughs> I hate this character. This is anathema to me when it comes to humor. Um, I, I just find him to be so irritating. For one, I swear that voice is Mandark from Dexter's Laboratory. And I would find that to be funny if the character was supposed to be like a silly, dorky, uh, nerdy kind of character that was just being played off for jokes. But the fact – and I know he is like a nerdy character, but he's also supposed to be a samurai. Like he's a trained samurai and he is, like you said, the designated straight man. Now – Okay, cultural thing, because when I think of a designated straight man, I think of the person who, uh, like Tien in Dragon Ball Z Abridged, right? DBZ Abridged. Tien sits in the background, and yeah, he may be shocked sometimes. He may be surprised, but usually there's sort of a, a, a nice, gentle tone coming from the straight man because he's there to react to the craziness, not to be the craziness. And so for the straight Unless man— he's blasting still. Huh? Unless he's blasting cell. Yeah, exactly. So so for this for the straight man to have the majority of the energy in the interaction between the protagonist and the straight man, it means that the straight man isn't playing off of somebody. The straight man is being played off of. And that just doesn't come across right to me. Like that's not the role of the straight man. So it's probably because of what I've consumed and what I've seen and what I'm used to. Sure, I'm sure it's cultural, but oh man, I found him to be infuriating. Every time he'd open his mouth, he would just drive me nuts. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Um, he was okay. I was hoping to get a lot more laughs out of him, especially in the antics that he ended up finding himself in. Um, <clears throat> but he. In the sub, he was not nearly as irritating, especially his voice actor. His mm. voice actor did a great job. Um, but they did way over. But like you said, Troy, I 100% agree that it's probably a cultural thing. The you know, I'm I'm shocked at the thing you're doing, even though the audience has seen something similar to this a hundred times by this point. Um, but you know, he he's he's got some funny moments, so. Um, their rock, paper, scissors scene. I, I, I think it was like one of his best moments. Um, yeah. Good. So I'm most, I'm mostly in Jeremy's camp, mostly because I watched the English dub where he's extra, extra bad. 
Um, but I was also mostly giving him a pass because I'm like, I've watched a lot of anime and I've seen a lot of anime jokes. This is the payoff. A, a person, the straight man, whoever's the straight man of the scene, freaking out because of how bizarre the scene is. So I'll, while it's not really my cup of tea, I was like, eh, it's, it's fine. It, so it didn't annoy me. But I also, when he's not in a scene, I'm like, this is a better scene. <laughs> the scene is better now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of his reactions also just didn't feel justified. Like, in many of the situations, he was responding with shock to things that he himself had seen many times and should have grown to expect. Like, Gintama's behavior. He was constantly shocked by Gintama's behavior. Gintoki. Gintama, I mean, think, means balls. Yeah, okay. I think it has to do with their balls. So, um, they call him Gin. <laughs> yeah, they call him Gin, so. Gin. Gin's behavior. And, like, he's kind of living with this guy he's spending so much time with him he knows how are you shocked by just the fundamental behavior of this character that you spend so much time with that that's just i don't understand it so so he has for what i consider good straight man moments is like when he's asking gin for help and gin's like you just gotta show me the money and Shinpada's like, you haven't paid me in a month. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, see, that's a good man reaction. You mm-hmm. said something stupid, and I came right back at you with like cold, cold hard logic mm-hmm. uh, and, and broke down and showed you how stupid you're being. But then it would be right back to, why you never paid me in a month? That's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. okay, that's right. So he had some moments, I thought. Yeah. But not great. All right. Then our third main character is Kagura, a little alien girl with super strength who loves to eat food and is bizarrely more stupid than everybody else here. <laughs> it's gender-swapped Goku <laughs> and aged. <laughs> what do you think about Kagura, Jason? I liked her. Um, I thought she was a good addition to the group because she wasn't a mirror of Jin uh, or Gin when they came into situations. She always had her own antics that to, to lead, uh, to lend into the joke. Um, also, I, I really like that. Um, you know, she seems to be this powerhouse for the group, but she's always sleeping or eating. So she's never there when they need her. <laughs> I, so. I did like, there was one scene in particular where it showed something bad was happening to them. And then it panned back to her and she had like this, I sensed something, and that, I think it was like I'm hungry or a show no, on her TV or something. Show. Show is on. A TV yeah. show, yeah. Show was on. That, that was, was good. that was a good joke. That yes. was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love her dog too. Um, that dog has some good moments. Um, but yeah, she, I, I do like what she adds to the comedy trio. So. Yeah, I can agree with that. She's she's the character that I was having the least trouble with. I actually found her to be funny on a handful of times because like you said, she's doing her own thing. She's, she's got her own comedy skits going on in the background that don't really have anything to do with the shouting back and forth or the ridiculousness. And, and that's pretty great. One issue I have with her is just, uh, it is probably a stupid issue to have with a show like this because the show doesn't take itself seriously at all. So why 
why should you even think of this? But I'm going to say it anyways. And that is when she gets stuck inside of these barrels with them. And then she says, oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. No, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Like she could so easily get out of there or accidentally hurt them while trying to get out of there. Like, I, yeah, that was just it was weird because I was like, either say she, oh, I don't want to hurt you guys or something or have her break the pot or something. But of course, it had to be there for the joke. I, I know. I get it. I I especially loved her meanness. <laughs> like <laughs> she is specifically is to, to Shinpata the most, but she is mean. She's always insulting everyone as they're like helping her going out of the way for her. She's calling them names and stuff um, <laughs> that that was a good character trait that I hadn't really seen coming. Doesn't really fit this type of character that I thought worked well for her humor all right uh we're gonna go a little bit to the episode we find out that they these three characters who do this running from each other uh these these goons and then they get away and then they get cornered again um but they had broken into their secret meeting so they these goons think they're busted but they were just looking for a cat for one of their odd jobs and then they see the cat and they end up running after it uh we then see some bad guys having a secret meeting and the special police arrive. And so we're going to talk about the special police as one, but there's three really main characters in the special police. There's Chief Kondo, who who leads the special police, but he's never like actively leading them. He just seems to get reported to and doing his own thing. Um, there's Vice Chief Hijikata, who's kind of the main character of the, these special police. And then there's Okida, who's the best swordsman. And probably a psychopath, homicidal murderer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So what, what are your guys' thoughts on the special police characters? I think they do their job. Um, and they usually lend some brevity to the scenes that they're in. Because uh, they're trying to be just amazingly serious, but they're just so bad at their jobs. Um, and it's funny, too, because since we're they're the only ones who are allowed, allowed to have swords because uh, of the sword ban. Um, it, it was, it was funny to watch them like, you know, do fairly incredible feats. Like one time Kondo ends up slicing through a television set or was that, uh, he just kind of, um, but then when he clashes with G- Gin's wooden sword, like <laughs> he blocks it. So with a wooden sword, yeah. With a wooden it's, sword. it's his key. It must be his key. Yeah, it must be his key. Um <laughs> But I think I think their antics among themselves and not with the other characters in the story was more funny. Like the, their interpersonal like um fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. I actually enjoyed the cops episode for the most part. Um and that that was really mostly about them. Um so yeah, it's it's funny the skit that they have going on recurring with Okita trying to kill Hijikata, um, mainly Hijikata, but also firing into pedestrians and things like that. Um, that was funny, um, but yeah, they were definitely background characters. I, I and I'm debating whether or not I would actually find a show about them to be more funny than it was about Gin and his friends. And I think I would, I think I'd actually find it more funny. 
I just want to give a special shout out to the Okita character because he was my probably my favorite thing. He's a comedy trope that works for me. The psychopath that everyone keeps around anyway. <laughs> they will just kind of ignore how evil he clearly is. Um, he's always trying to murder his his vice chief. He shoots at civilians with rocket launchers and then blames other people. <laughs> he just like puts the rocket launcher down. His little <laughs> sleeping mask that he wears. He's always he's always causing trouble. Like who spread the rumors? Well, it was Okita. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, why did I trust Okita? Um, that's a that's a trope that works for me really well. And so I I really did enjoy him. Kondo didn't work for me very well. Hijikata was like, uh, he takes himself seriously, but he isn't silly in the silly show. So he, I don't feel like he's fully working yet. He might get there. But he's Okita a better works straight man. He, he is a, a good straight man. Good straight man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a wannabe nemesis, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good point, Jeremy. His straight man to Okita's silliness, mm-hmm. I thought, was a good combo. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, so now we're going to go back into plot because uh, that's all the real characters we're going to touch on. And and I had said this last week that I almost wish we had watched these together, this and Space Dandy. Uh, I, yeah, I could have seen that. Because I saw, I'd saw i seen the first two episodes in Gintama, I kind of knew what we were getting into. And there's a lot of similarities, and yet obviously how they hit us are very different. There's fourth wall breaks. There's random spoofing and silliness there's like who cares about the storyline <laughs> there's a lot in common with each other but uh, man when i watched them guys i felt like they were worlds apart <clears throat> and I, yeah. I think that's the one part we'll all agree on they're yeah. worlds apart <laughs> um you know and jason you had said a, co- a couple times last week like ah, i guess i just don't find this kind of thing funny but then we were like but you do. You like silly humor. We, we've been called out for Mel Brooks uh, yeah. online by Gamer Dad. Uh, I called out Monty Python, things you love, but also silly. So you do like silly humor. So there is something specific about Space Channel, you, and we don't have to find it, but there's also something that you do like about this, whereas me and Jeremy, why is this not clicking for us? But Space Dandy clearly did. So, yeah, so I'll call out that the higher silly content within gintama i wasn't a huge fan of some some of it made me smile some of it just kind of passed over me i was really thinking about because i jeremy asked this question about a week ago like what why would you like this if you didn't like space danny so much um a couple things really stood out to me one the constant boob and butt jokes i think really turned me off Mm -hmm. um I because it was such a recurring theme over and over and over again. Plus, it was like I just don't like that kind of character in 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 media that's constantly chasing tail. That's that's just not my thing. Um, second, I you know, Dandy himself is just over the top all the time. And that doesn't appeal to me either. But one of the really, really big ones for me was that in Space Dandy, one of the first things that turned me off was at the end of the first episode. Well, spoiler alert for Space Dandy. Space Dandy. Yeah. Go listen to our Space Dandy episode. Yep. The fools. <laughs> um, in the very first episode, at the end, he dies. 
and I a hundred percent disconnected from their character at that point because I'm like, there's no reason to care about this character because anything and everything can happen to him. In Kintama, there, even though it's not great, there is a continuous storyline that happens from point A to point Z. Like I can follow a continuity, and when they make callback jokes to earlier things. It, it hits for me. It, it's it's something that I can kind of follow along with the characters. I can watch the characters either have an arc or if they don't have an arc, it can be kind of funny because they just they, they're not learning from their own lessons with Dandy. He's never learning anything new because it's basically Groundhog Day. And that just wasn't appealing to me. I guess it's what you watch it for then. Like that, that does make sense. I can see it with. Um, with Gintama as far as like following the arcs. Although I would argue that with Gintama, the vast majority of it probably has so little reference to other episodes that it would be just about the same. There's probably pivotal episodes. But like each episode follows the next one as far as story. Like events okay. from the previous episode usually affect the events of the next episode, especially when it comes to the cops. I wouldn't say that they have enough of an effect to really matter. Like if I was to start watching at episode five, I, I didn't or say episode it eight, matter. I'm just saying that at least it's a continuity between the episodes that Danny doesn't have. You know, this is full honesty. This, I have this thought watching Gintama. There's an episode where because of a car accident in the previous episode, the characters in the hospital with a broken leg. And I yeah, was like, true. That's stupid. I was so disappointed in that <laughs> in that continuity because I'm like, wait, but we have car crashes and explosions and falling from the sky. And now suddenly you're telling me there can be consequences in a show this silly and random where a yeah. dog eats half of your body and and then the next scene you're fine. But now I'm supposed to care about that one car accident. I thought it was insane that they tied those two things together. And I was like, I. I can't believe they did that. This is so silly to have that through line that fell out of place out of place to me versus the way it should, it should be where you're saying that that's what works for you. That, that we're completely on the other end of the spectrum here. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an excuse to do the storyline about the old broke dude and to also make jokes about him having a broken leg. Like I think, I think that's all it was for, but you're you're right. It 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 is weird that they can have yeah exploding cars and like no consequences, or falling in an airship and <laughs> everybody's fine just because right, they landed in water, which I was fine with because hey, this is a silly yeah stupid it's, show. exactly yeah um but and they could have had him in the hospital for any reason <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, appendix is out or, or whatever or yeah, hey he true. broke his leg today because Kagura sat on him like that's very that mm -hmm. I, I swear when that happened i was like oh i don't like that that connected and i've never had that feeling before but we don't want yeah, a I whole lot of silly enemy i did not have that feeling but yeah. it's funny okay we're gonna go through story and we're gonna keep exploring this cool okay so special police raid that house the bad guys get away um the <laughs> Shimpada's upset, they're out of money, there's earthquakes happening, and then they get hired by a man named Ken 
Kato, he wants help returning his life. Basically, he wants his house back because he lost his job, and then he lost his house, and then he's lost his family. Uh, just a series of cascading events that have led him to have Each nothing. Week. Each week, yeah. Um, Did he have, like, a weird voice in the sub? I wouldn't say weird. It was kind of mousy. I don't but... remember it being weird in the first episode. In the in the yeah in the dub he's got like this very unusually, it almost felt like a cameo from a known actor or something. It was just a very unusual, whiny, nasally like I am so pathetic, voice. It was it was kind of weird. I, I was just curious if it was something that they duplicated from the sub, or if it was original to the dub. All right. Well, to help this man who needs money, which they have none of. They ask the landlady for ideas. Um, and then we meet Ayami, who never shows back up again in the episodes we've seen. I'm, clearly, she's going to show up again. She's a ninja girl in love with Gin, who is a masochist mm-hmm. and loves beans. Yeah. That's her two That's what, is that what Nato is? Nato beans. And she Nato spills beans. them on Gin. Yeah. <laughs> she spills the beans. Yeah. Um anyway, then these two guys who stole uh Ken's house come harass him and so he decides to ask to be stronger. So they start training him. Doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. Gin goes to the embassy to check it out, and he runs into a guy he always calls Cobra, <laughs> but his name is actually Katsura. And I'll that bet you that's a funny joke in Japanese. So better in sub. Because he calls him Zuka. Z U K A. Does that mean something? I it it I think it's a short version of Katsura. So it just sounds like he's saying don't use a nickname on me. Like yeah. refer to me more formally or something like that. Right. Basically, like, yeah, stop calling me that nickname. I don't like that nickname. Even though, oh, yeah, yeah, no, he uses, uh, and he's the only one that calls uh, Gen by his full name. This is one of the reasons I switched from the dub, because I'm like, if the joke's only because of your language, it's not going to work for me. (laughs) Uh, But it's the same joke in English, and it doesn't work, because, again, it's Cobra Takatsu. Okay, yeah, but so, like, in sub, the joke is not the name. The joke is, I keep using your nickname, and you don't like it. That sounds juvenile to me. (laughs) Like, that's the big joke? I use a nickname you don't like? I didn't say I found it funny. I'm just saying I don't think the joke that Troy was saying that they were making is what they were trying to go with, at Mm. least in sub. They do later say in dub that it was just a nickname. But I thought it was like a G.I. Joe reference or something. I was trying to figure out what the heck Cobra was. Um, Ken quits the training and Gin gets attacked by one of the bad guys who he in the next episode. This is a special two part episode in the mm. middle of the story at the opening of the anime. Uh, in part two, he distracts the guy when they almost get busted for using well, that guy almost gets busted for using a sword and he gets away. And then he finds out Ken quit. So he finds him at a bar and he gets drunk with him. And we learned that the guy got a letter from his daughter who wants to come home. And that's why he's trying to fix all this. 
begins too drunk to do it that night. <laughs> so they they go in the morning, they kick down the the gate to the embassy and they go inside and they find a full meal spread on the table and they start eating and a cage comes down and catches them. Um, and the bad guys come in and Gin, who's still eating, is like, what a obvious trap. I can't believe you would do something so dumb as this obvious trap. They're like, you're in the obvious trap. We caught you. <laughs> This this joke and this episode would have been so much better five or ten episodes in because then we would have known their habits. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and the bad guys leave laughing because they're like, give them back the house. They're like, the house? And also because of the earthquake, they have a secret machine to cause earthquake. They're like, the house doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, so they leave and then... The guy he calls Cobra, Katsura, comes back and he tells them they're building an earthquake machine to destroy the city. And then Kagura just opens the cage. She could have done it the whole time. This, joke, work, this joke works better in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Ooh, hmm. it's, the, it's the same joke. Roger Rabbit makes that joke. You can get out of the handcuffs anytime, only when it was funny. <laughs> um... um they go to his house, uh, Ken's house. They go the wrong way. When they get there, the special police are already battling. There's a Michael Bay joke. Do they make the Michael Bay joke in sub? It's it's uh, Okida shoots his missile, and Hijikata's like, what are you, Michael Bay? No, they don't make that joke in sub. Okay. I really considered trying an episode or two in sub, and I just... I really didn't want to when I just watched another episode of Space Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, especially later on, some worked really well for me. Mm. I feel like that's an excuse for just using <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually read that the dub was bad, and I did it anyway. Not to take my thing, but like I said, when I watched the sub, I was just like, I just don't feel like I'm culturally connecting. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it works for me in, in dub. And it did not. Mm-mm. Um uh Ken has to face actually this joke I laughed at. Ken has to face the the bad guy by himself and he runs at him and he's like, You can't see me, I'm John Cena <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. I like these reactions from Jason. <laughs> yeah that was not in the sub. That gives me hope. <laughs> you did I, I okay because John Cena's whole thing is you can't see me, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, uh, so that was the bad <laughs> Ken saying, "You can't see me." I'm John. Right, right, right. Didn't his face become like John Cena for a second? Uh, yeah, his face does well, not like John Cena, but his it face does like, really masculine. Yeah, and actually, they call that out in the anime. What's what's the joke then? Okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, no, that was the first episode. No, no way to remember the second episode. Uh, he falls and beats the boss, and then Gin destroys the entire tower. Then he leaves to go chase the cat again, and Ken turns out to be now he's a famous singer on TV, and he got his family back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and someone made a One Punch Man reference in the English sub too. They said, "I'm going to beat you with just one kick, man." You remember that one, Jeremy? I don't remember that one. Or at least I didn't realize it was a reference 
<laughs> I might not. I heard... Someone said, I'm going to beat you in just one kick, Dan. And I was like, oh, I think that's a One that's... Punch Man reference. That does make sense. Why are they we making weird cultural references? They do that constantly. Yeah, that that's that it... was my experience with Gintama. Yeah. Non-stop aged. <laughs> yes. Cultural Constant. references. Pop but references. English cultural references, not Japanese. Well, yeah, but right. if they had listed a Japanese actor, I wouldn't have understood it. Right. Like, it's got to be John Cena. Or, or... Well, and I mean, what, wouldn't that just mean that if it's in Japanese and they're just trying to be faithful to the, the sub, then they were doing the same thing in Japanese and you just assumed it was funny then? Because you didn't know the reference? Well, like I said, I didn't really like this first episode for one, but for two, I don't remember that John Cena joke or the one kick man joke. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Um, in episode three, now we're actually at the beginning of the story. And we see an old man dying and wishing for the time of the samurai and his two children next to him. And one of these is Shinpada. This is um, Shinpada's basically origin story. Um, we see him at his place of work getting berated by his boss for his use of a cash register. Some aliens start harassing him and they trip him and it ruins who's sitting nearby. Gin's parfait. Gin, horrific sweet tooth. Has to eat sweets every day. Um, and so he's upset and he starts a fight, but he leaves his sword on Shinpada so he gets blamed for it. And then Shinpada runs away from the police and chases down Gin. Uh, Shinpada's sister finds them, beats them both up <laughs> for what happened because he's lost the job. And Gin is the one who cost him the job. And they have a dojo that's struggling Failing. to stay afloat. Yeah. yeah. So Gin offers his services and hangs out with him for a while. And then this bad guy shows up and he's like, hey, you owe me for your father's debts. You're supposed to pay me by now. So I'm going to take your sister, Otoe. She's going to have to work in my dingy nightclub in a spaceship flying flying it, it, airship yeah. it's basically it's basically boobies it is He's trying to create boobies <laughs> but with leggings it's not a yes, restaurant for exactly. one it's true that's true it's not a restaurant but i mean he's just starting yeah, maybe he'll branch into being a restaurant yeah yeah maybe who knows <laughs> but he's a bad guy nice try Jim. yeah nice try. Well, the guy that made the movies restaurants probably was a bad guy. To be to be there honest, Jason, I had the same thought. I was like, "Can we use this?" Can yeah. we use this? <laughs> Jason, I don't, I don't think it works. <laughs> Gin would have to be like, "I love that idea, and I'm going to go yes. there every episode." <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to get a punch card. Even though it gets a little creepy because he's like, "Put on this outfit," and then he like he's pinning her down and he's trying to dress her. Uh, the bad, the bad and, guy, not not gay. Yeah, and the animation for it looks like he stops trying to dress her and starts doing something else. Right, it got a little weird. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gin is making a cake because he does, um, and then they decide to go after the sister. <laughs> While driving there, they piss off a cop. <laughs> so random, the cops like, hey. Careful how you're driving. And he's like, hey, there's no such thing as, like, driving laws yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then the cop gets pissed, and then he steals his cop car, flies it to the alien ship. They save the sister. Okay, this joke works for me in this episode. How? Gin... No, no, no. Oh, the, the next joke. The next okay. joke. 
Gin's like, I'll take you all on. And he does the anime protagonist third episode thing. Very like I- I'm very powerful and we're not facing guys who are a challenge for me yet. So I can beat everybody. So Shinpada and his sister are running away. And then suddenly Jin's behind him. He's like, no, that was way too many guys. I could not handle that. Let's go. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Uh, they mm-hmm. go to the engine room and then Gin blows up the engine room. The ship crashes and he argues with the cop that he was the hero and uh, Shinpada decides he's going to start working with him. I just want to point out that at this point in Space Dandy, Jason had pointed out like three or four great jokes that we had missed and, and he hasn't yet. Uh, I'm waiting for you. I, I want to cry laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the real reason I'm pointing that out is I don't want to do a disservice to this show for people who do think it's funny, especially you. I, I want to give it its equal time. I want it to be fair, and, it, and it's not fair because as me being the person who's recapping, where I I was laughing so hard over what it uh, DJ um, DJ missile launcher. DJ missile they, launcher with they tiny. They get out of the black hole. They just fire Wait. missiles into the no, black No, you're going to get me laughing against them. And then they die. Stop, stop, it just stop, pulls stop. them in anyways. Don't, don't, don't. I want that for you in this podcast episode. Yeah. I do. So I'm trying my best. But you, you call them out as, as you remember them. I will. Okay. Um. Oh, two gangs have a meeting. And they're they're arguing... One likes vest, one likes underwear. No, I'm kidding. It's pearls <laughs> and crew cuts. <laughs> it's so basically dumb. equivalent. Like if you think no, about this, that, this was the, I hated this episode. And but okay, perms. Jer- Jeremy, in Jason's defense, it was five seconds in this episode. Well, the perm joke yeah, went on, was- but not the perm versus crew cuts. Whereas there was a whole episode <laughs> of Space Dandy about vest and underwear. <laughs> That's the beauty of Space Dandy. It dives in, explores the comedy. I know. <laughs> it doesn't explore anything. It just goes too far with the joke. That's hey, a... he explored space. Like, combing it through it like his pompadour. In oh, space. Yeah. In All space. right. <laughs> now you must trade your most prized position. Never mind. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, the perm gang has a secret weapon who takes out the crew cut mm-hmm. gang. And this ends up being Kagura. And it's comic book day, so Gin is driving, and he ends up running over Kagura with his scooter. And this is the first of one of my favorite jokes. Not this first time. I was like, this is weird. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Gin runs her over, and then Shinpada's like, what are we going to do? He's like, first, let me find a time machine, which he looks for in a vending machine. He also says he needs to cool off, so he's sticking his head in the cold. I didn't catch what? that. In the that dub. is not in the, English. In the, in the English sub, dub, yeah. he just says, I have to find a time machine. <laughs> and then this yeah. joke is repeated four times through the entire anime, yep. and it gets funnier every time they do it. It is not funny here, but by yeah. the fourth time, I was laughing. It's like absurdity funny. It's it's the same thing that happened with Space Dandy, where something is so stupid that it crosses a threshold where you're right. like, oh, okay, it's funny now. Right. Like the fourth time Meow yes. has has tweeted their location for the ramen shop yes. and they still haven't figured out why they're being chased. The fourth time the and absurdity. actually one of the, probably I even think better than <laughs> Space Dandy, Jin Tama does well, I've already said it, is the repeating gags. They do repeating yeah. gags very well 
they they give them time to breathe too it'll be like three episodes later and they'll do a callback and 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 those do work really well i don't think space dandy had many callbacks that worked for me Mm -hmm. this did so that's a point for it I, I do love that they, they're like, she's got to be okay. And then they roll her over. There's a pool of, pool of blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the next scene, you just assume that they left her because they're just riding off and like speeding away. But then you realize, no, they've got her tied, tied to the moped and like slumped over. So, and if you don't know who she is at this point, you're just like, she just a dead body on the back of this moped because they're like, oh, we got to get him to the hospital. Imagine how much better this would have come off if we didn't see episodes one and two. That's what I was about to say. Jason, no, 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 you said yeah. the magic words. If you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's why I said those yeah. two episodes. It was a mistake to put them there. Yeah. this uh, That would have actually been really cool. This would have been like, oh, man, she's strong. Wow. So they they get attacked by the perm gang who are trying to kill Kagura now. And then when Gin has, realizes that both she's fine and a super strong alien, he's like, we're out of here. And she won't let them leave. And Gin does. He's like, I'm off to go buy a comic book. I'm not getting involved in this. This uh, <laughs> little alien girls in red dresses are bad juju. To get away from the gang, she pulls up her umbrella, which also doubles as a machine gun. Machine gun and can block bullets. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? What is this? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Man, if you think that's funny, there's in Space Andy, there's this uh, record player that doubles as a missile launcher. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> All right. Uh, so so Shinpada decides he's going to help her. And they they run through the city, and as he's saving her, she's like, "I want a helicopter. Let's use a helicopter." He's like, "We don't." Okay, this was a funny. This was a funny recurring gag. I I hated it at first, but the last time she was talking about the helicopter, I actually did start laughing. And she's so mad at him for not having a helicopter. He's like, "No, we had to sneak across the city." She's like, "That's dumb. We need a helicopter." He's like, "It was sneaking was your idea." (laughs) She's like, "No helicopter." Uh, and then the bad guys show up with a helicopter. She's like, oh, there is a helicopter in this episode. But then they start uh, shooting boom. at him. Fourth wall. Boom. In this episode. I, li- <sighs> I liked it. I, I didn't like that. That kind of graded a little. I said it last time. Most time fourth wall breaks work for me. I didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with them in this. Um, they use a trash really can. I don't have a problem with fourth wall breaks. They sneak through the city with a trash can, but when they get to the train station, they're stuck. Also, oh, yeah, uh, she's there because the mafia bribed her with food and turned her into their weapon, but she doesn't want to be a violent person anymore, so she wants to get back on the ship to go home. That's what Shepada's helping. The mob boss catches them, rolls them in front of the train right when Gin shows up from his failed comic book shopping, and he saves them. And then she gets out of the trash can. And she's like, I've okay, decided so, that the way I'm going to change is by murdering you. And I laughed at that. <laughs> I I assumed he was going to do something like break him out of the the trash can or like stop a scooter and throw him up. No, he just <laughs> polos them into the air. <laughs> yeah, he thwacks them. <laughs> I did not expect that. Comedy is so subjective. There's no yeah. other takeaway from this. <laughs> That's got to yeah. be that. 
Because, like, I didn't expect it either, but I also did not find it to be funny. Like, it just, it well, happened. I wasn't, like, I, I didn't laugh out loud, but I did you think You just laughed now. You did. <laughs> well, yeah, I laughed explaining it, but. Oh. This is just going to come off as us picking on Jason. I know. Fucking episode. That's so mean. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> there are jokes that I think are funny in this. Um. Yeah, very yeah, very like the one she gets out and her like, I don't want to be a violent person, so I'm gonna murder you. Uh, again, does buy his comic book. They shave the guy's perm, but yeah, she doesn't. She lesson. leaves a smiley face on the back of his head. And also, the only reason he showed up at the train station is because he wanted the Shonen Jump. He had no idea they were there. That is what yeah. he claimed. I don't fully believe him. But. Probably. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, she decides she's not going home because the spaceship fare is too high. So she's going to work with Gin and Shimpata until she earns enough money to go home. And then she eats all their rice and the rice of the landlady. And that becomes a recurring joke as well. Yes. Yes. Is the landlady a hostess? It's a hostess bar, right? But not it's a like snack place, but they also serve drinks. I just couldn't I couldn't tell. Like I kept wondering, is she like a prostitute landlady? No. Like is it a brothel kind no. of hostess no, thing? No. Or is she just no. Okay. But I do think it's it's similar to the bar where the sister works, where like the waitress sits with you while you eat. Like that kind of hostess. Except we'd never see her do that. She's always behind the counter. Right. And she only has one waitress ever for one episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, a courier crashes outside their home and he asks them to deliver his package for them. Or he asks them to deliver the package for him. He's possibly dying, but here's the landlady just beating the crap out of him for crashing into her place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they go to the embassy, and it's the dog alien embassy, which is like the first alien shown in the uh, opening montage. Um, well, speaking of opening montage, one of the episodes starts with, we've heard this montage enough, let's stop it. And I had the thought back to Space Dandy of Jason being like, I don't want to hear a montage no more. <laughs> I skipped it I every time after like the second episode. I was so done with yeah. it. I Even this it one? Was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did yeah. think it was funny when the voice said that, though. That that cracked yeah. me up. I was like, okay, that's creative. That's that's good. I like that. I I get this might be a spoiler for future seasons, but I guess one of the OPs they like mess up and they crash, and it's just them laying there like, oh god, I can't believe we messed up the OP. Why didn't we just reuse the footage? No, don't tell people that. We we do, I don't want to do it tomorrow. Cut the commercial. Like, I love that. Like they crash when they're trying to skid into home or something. Uh, I was hoping it was in here, but. Yeah, they do that kind of stuff, and, and Gintama does that kind of stuff very well. That's cool. Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, they go to that embassy, they throw the package in, and it explodes. It was a bomb. And then Katsura, this is his actual introduction, rescues them from the guards, and it turns out it was his bomb, and the courier worked for him, and this was all a setup, because Gin used to help fight the aliens back in the war, and he wants Gin to help join one more battle, and they're going to take out this 
space tower space yeah spaceport tower spaceport tower right um and bomb it and gin's like no we lost the war and i don't like losers who don't realize they lost uh, <laughs> which is an interesting character philosophy it's probably the most interesting about thing about him you certainly hardly ever see that in anime mm. especially not yeah. in a protagonist well especially because he clearly is not cool with that they lost like it you can tell it kind of still bothers him that the swordsmen aren't are allowed the samurai's gone that they're under this thing but he's also given up you know who it reminds me of mm. is um the main character from firefly of a guy who lost a war has accepted oh, his yeah, loss yeah. of the war but deep that. down is still mourning like, his it. primary motivation is that that war was lost mm-hmm. yeah that's cool um, anyway, they were caught on camera, so they have to hide at Katsura's place, uh, and he introduces them to their rebel cell. But then the secret police, so this is the secret police's introduction as well, true introduction, and they attack this rebel cell while Gin and his friends are there, and we end up, Hijikata tries to kill Gin, who ends up surviving. They all get locked into a room hiding from the secret police, and Kagura activates a bomb. <laughs> At the same time, Okita is going to fire a missile into the yeah. room. Well, the, the whole reason Gin got away is because he fired a missile at Gin and the chief, <laughs> the <vice laughs> chief while they were fighting. And then the chief yells at him. He's like, dang, I missed. He's like, were you trying to hit me? <laughs> uh, so the bomb's activated. So they just come running out of the room. And the secret police are like, bomb, get out. And Gin and Chipata and Kagura are playing like hot potato with it. And they make Which goes forget, on too long. No, I like this joke. You did? Were, okay. There was, I forget what they were saying, though. They were, like, doing a play on words to see who would get stuck with the bomb. It was almost like a word game they were playing while they were running with it. But it ends up being Gin. They throw him out the window, and he throws the bomb and he manages did, to survive. He did not volunteer to go out the no. window, by the way. Kagura no. just boots him through it. Yep. Uh, also, this, this is the first episode I noticed where the reporter's name is said out loud. Maya okay, Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so there's some aspects of juvenile humor that I absolutely adore. Right. And, and like the telephone name joke is one of them. And that's that was what this was. And I love it. And they know it, too. They know they have a golden joke there, and they have her say yeah. her name every single time. <laughs> this is Maya Suzitsi uh, <laughs> reporting from the scene. <laughs> All right. And then. Oh, yeah. And then the police go home. This is a joke they make over and over again. And it must be a reference to, like, people going home from school to watch Gintama. Because everyone talks about how they have to get home to watch their show or the reruns of their show. It's soap opera. They always call out soap opera. I thought everyone had like different shows. Like the police have one show and, and, and Gin has his own show, but maybe. In are, the are they... dub, they didn't say soap opera. I don't think they ever Yeah, in the sub, they call out specifically soap opera. Oh, okay. But yeah, so like this episode ends with the police running home to watch their show in time. <laughs> But because of the bomb. Yeah. Yep. Um didn't you record it? The the next episode they're still in they're in regular police custody. 
it doesn't bother me because it doesn't matter. But <laughs> the regular police, the fact that the the special police direct traffic, but the regular police don't. <laughs> that just was weird. Yeah. A prisoner breaks out at the same time that they're leaving from their questioning about the involvement in the bomb incident. And he takes them hostage. He takes Kagura hostage. He's like, oh, no, he's got me. Oh, we'll we'll have to do whatever he says. Uh, And Gin wants help. So they steal a police car. They do this big chase through the city. While Kagura's just drooling all over his arm because he's got her. And then they pull a Han Solo. Uh, literally attaching to a ship to hide and then get away and then they're driving down now they're like in the the rustic part of town and an alien wolf pushing his alien cub uh and a stroller come out just randomly and so they have to crash and gin goes damn you wolf and cub (laughs) and that, that that joke worked for me that was funny what was it a reference to wolf and cub is a famous Japanese movie about Mandalorian's a copy of it. It's the same concept, right? Um, Hardened warrior finds young child and has to take care of him. And Wolf and Cub was like films of the adventures of this hardened samurai going out and doing stuff. But this uh, was a literal wolf with his literal cub who had that to. That was yeah. a movie that we watched, was it? Dororo is similar. Dororo is very similar, yes. No, but. Oh, that was, no, that was the beast and his boy, the boy or something like that. Oh. It's yeah. a it's a uh, trope that's used a lot in, in Japan because well and you know, I mean anytime yeah anytime hardened warrior with cute kid that's that's a cub and wolf okay or wolf and cub sorry um <laughs> they then go through the sewer and go to this the woman's concert the woman who sings your father is beep beep. I love okay, I love this. I, I gotta give Gintama props for this episode. I was dying every time she was singing your father's beep beep, your father's bleep or was it bleep bleep? I think it was bleep bleep, bleep. not beep beep. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was just killing me. Just the fact that she was off tune the entire time. Um I really, really like that. I, I think it also like says something about teen idol singers. Which I don't know if, if I'm reading too much into it or not, but I mean, it seems like it's saying that they may not necessarily have the skill. <laughs> There's just an obsession with them, or maybe they've got really good agents that are getting them into, you know, different deals. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the ambience. This episode, I thought, had really good background comedy that was just constantly going. So they get to this concert and Gin thinking this prisoner who who's like, I just want to be free for a day. Just wanted to see a, a pop idol concert. So he leaves. He sees Shinpada leading the <laughs> idol group, a fan group. Of course. Of course Shinpada's leading an idol group. And then the manager yells at him and then the manager sees the prisoner and they go have a talk and they're both the parents of the idol. Um and she's like, you should just leave. She doesn't want to see her murderer uh, 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 father. And then Gin has a talk with him while struggling with his own gum. <laughs> and this this man had promised his child, who was a terrible singer, that if you ever became a singer, I will I would show up to your concert. So he I'd had give to give you a million roses. Give you a million roses. Uh-huh. 
do we really have to tie it to the emotional beat? Are we there? Is that where we're at? <laughs> I think it shows the softer side of Gin that that he went and voluntarily got the flowers. That's fair, I guess. Okay. Um, but then they find out one of the alien fan club members. They show love by eating you, so he's trying to eat the cigarette. This was a great call out to fanatic fans. I really liked, like, that idea that. You know, you, you've got a fan so obsessed that they want to become one with their idol. Yeah. The dad puts on a bag on his head and saves his daughter <laughs> and then gets knocked down and Gin ends up having to defeat the, the alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, all, they all attack him and they all... This is Shibata's the one, they, the one that knocks him out. It is Shibata. Um, this is where they make the random movie references. Uh I remember I wrote down Kagura's line. I came to help. You've got mail, which is a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie from late nineties that I don't know if anyone remembers. I do, <laughs> but you know what? Meg Ryan's fantastic. And I'm all for the Meg Ryan comeback. I'm ready for it. Okay. Keanu Reeves that is come back. so random. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. Was that like a debate online? Some people are not ready for Meg Ryan coming back. No, but where'd she go? Like, oh, the last okay. time you watched a Meg Ryan movie. It's true. I, I think she just like went the mom direction. Decided and, but Jack Quaid, her son's in movies. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack Quaid's got a hit with the boys. Wait, uh, did she marry Dennis Quaid? Yeah. I think they're divorced now. But yeah, their son, Jack Quaid who was in the new scream and he's from the boys. That's their son. And oh, that's awesome. He, he's pretty great too. But okay. So full disclosure, I watched Joe versus the volcano randomly last night and okay, she plays three explain. characters in that movie. And she was fantastic. And I'm like, Tom Hanks is still in stuff. Where's Meg Ryan? Yeah, she was good. I remember, I remember enjoying a lot of her movies growing up. Yeah. Great. Back on track. Sure. You know, that was a very, that was a very Gintama moment of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Then Gin gives the prisoner three dandelions. That's all he could find. And so the prisoner gives that to he the girl. He tells it's not a million roses, but you're gonna have to really talk it up. <laughs> yeah. The prisoner gives it to her and is like, "Don't, don't worry about me." And she's like, oh, "I know it's you, Dad, and thank you. I'll always be waiting for you to come to my concerts." And so he turns himself into the cops, and she starts singing, "Your father is Off a bleep." <laughs> uh, next episode is the missing octopus. They get hired by a government. Uh, um, immigration official to help a prince find his lost octopus pet. Is this Kondo? It, it looks a lot like Kondo. Is that a DBZ character? No, Chief Kondo. Oh, no, no the character, it does okay. look like him. I wondered the same thing for quite a while. Like, they both smoke. They both got that, like, you know, hair on the chin. Yeah, but this guy's got a huge schlong. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was very, Why? very important to emphasize. Why did Kagura ask that? <laughs> yep. I was wondering if it was a Japanese word thing. Like, his name sounded maybe like Big Schlong, and so then they started calling him Big Schlong. But in English, that wouldn't translate, so they just went with the Big Schlong joke. Maybe. 
It didn't work for me. No. <laughs> anyway, they um, so they had to came find across this, as dumb. That's all. They had to find this. Okay, octopus. but boobies you laugh at. Yeah, just because like there's there was more to it. Like it was an entire character philosophy of his. Like it was his character definition. So to see it was just a repeat of him being a silly guy. But in this case, it was like just out of nowhere. I don't. I didn't see any propensity of hers to behave that way or to be perverted. But just all of a sudden, she's like, "Ah, oh, big schlong." I'm like, "I uh, maybe where's that's the background?" Maybe I, don't, I don't like perverted com- comedy. Then I guess I do. Yeah, I do too. Um, but the reason I didn't find this funny is this is the again the the punchline with no setup. It's just the word yeah. big schlong. Um, <laughs> Space Dandy's funny because he talks about like how important the butt is to him, but then his favorite restaurant is boobies, and he talks about boobies yeah. all the time, and so he's this he's this his own and dichotomy then find... that doesn't make any sense. Yep. In contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. That that's yeah. what I meant. I just wanted to say dichotomy. You caught me. Dichotomy <laughs> <laughs> contradiction. All right, so they search for this uh, octopus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a search montage. My favorite part is when they find. Like this lady of the night, maybe, <laughs> and they're like, "You look okay, just yes, like the octopus." She's like, "No, my name's Vanessa, or whatever her <laughs> name was." <laughs> okay, I genuinely laughed at that. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I forget what the octopus's name, but they're like, "Maybe you could be Octopus Vanessa." She's like, "No, Pesu. It's, yeah. it's Pesu." Yeah, that's yeah, right. Pesu. Yeah. You could be Ves- <laughs> Pesu Vanessa. Like convincing her because they were like at first they were like no we're not gonna look for this octopus for you yeah and they're like right but we have a healthy reward they're like well, okay where did you last yeah. see it <laughs> that was great just and the then, fact they're trying to force this poor lady to be the octopus so when Love when it. did uh when did Shin um suggest the pot that uh. They, that's at the very like, beginning. They go to the harbor, and he's like, "Well, what about like an octopus pot?" Which you know, octopus, octopus like, like yeah. Then we get the whole search montage because they tell him that's stupid, and then at the end, they, it's just them in a giant pot in the middle, at, at the same place they started at. And he's like, "Why didn't we just do this?" And he's like, "No, this is a great idea. Now, shut up." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they argue in the pot, and I forget what the argument was, but I do remember laughing at their argument in the pot. So whatever they were saying. I remember chuckling. And then the octopus does show up, <laughs> but they can't get out of the pot, so they roll after it and they run it over. So they take it back to the prince and it's all flattened and, and he's all upset and Kagura's like, Don't worry, I'm just gonna cook it. <laughs> she throws it in a pot well, of no, water. No, no, no. So okay, the the prince's like ambassador like lets them know, oh, you know, yeah, it's flattened and it's almost dead, but we can kind of revive it if we pour hot water on it because it's from a planet where that's where it's, it likes to go. Hot water. And, and then they water. turn around and Kagura's cooking this thing over an open fire. She's just like, we're going to have sushimi. See, that is not what I heard. What I heard was it's a good thing you guys didn't put hot water on it because it would return to its original state. That's what that's I what we got in the job. Oh, that he was trying to comfort him about why it was okay that it was flat. Oh yeah, totally different. Interesting. Oh, okay, but she is cooking it, and it does yep. become a giant monster because it's from a planet with hot water. And that's when he's like, "What are you doing? That's gonna make it so much worse." Uh, the the immigration official won't let Gin attack it 
because we have to do what the aliens want. Um, but it grabs. They, no, it was because they needed to return it unharmed. Actually, no to you, sir. <laughs> he wanted it to kill Shinpada, so that way then they'd have a good reason to kill it before they harmed it. Right. So no, that does come do up. But he is constantly saying we have to return it unharmed, have to return it unharmed. And the reason he wants it to return it unharmed is because he's trying to teach the prince a lesson. The official is? No, uh, the the guy who hired him. Oh. Yeah, what I got was that he wanted the prince to agree to kill it, but he knew the only way that he would kill it is if he saw that it killed other people. Right. So, so I'm not. Dis- I'm not. Dis- let me let me be clear. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that came after the command of we need to return it unharmed. Oh, okay. Anyway, Gin yells at this guy who's pulled a gun on him. Which also guns exist. So being upset about swords seems stupid. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the gun came out, I'm like, wait, guns. So the sword don't matter anymore. <laughs> you need guns now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. And her umbrella. Who cares about a sword bed? Yeah. Go buy guns, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, she has a, a machine gun concealed in, a, in, in an, an umbrella. umbrella. And they're worried about, can't have a sword, though. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Which... There's historical relevance for the sword ban, and I get that. <laughs> but introducing mm-hmm. the gun, just is, it's so silly. Um, anyway, they de- they defeat the octopus. Shapata doesn't get eaten. They defeat the octopus. Gin had yelled at the official about you know being not standing up for himself or not doing what he wants. And then the the official has a mo- inner monologue about. I remember what my mom used to tell me. Do whatever you want. And don't care about the rules. <laughs> I'm like, what mom is saying that? Yeah. That's not what was said in the sub. What's he saying? He goes, I remember my mom always told me, stand up straight. Make sure you're you're slouching. You stand up straight. And then he goes, am I standing up straight now, mom? Now that he's defying the prince. Oh, that's that works way better because his yeah. mom yeah. told him to def- break the rules or don't care about the rules. Uh, so he pun- yeah, punches the prince and the ambassador. And Gin defeats the octopus. And then they, the, as Gin, or, yeah, Gin is leaving with Shimpan and Kagura, and they're like, man, people who just do whatever they want, that is, never works out. You're going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? I thought this is what I was supposed to do. I was so proud of myself. Yep. And then there's a special ending where uh, Kagura is eating a giant octopus dumpling because <laughs> they killed it. Yep. Uh, the next episode starts with. Gin is asleep, so it switches to an emergency special episode. And this is the cops episode. Yeah. I like this one. You, I, I know you said that. I know. <laughs> I was super disappointed they didn't fully commit to the bit. And I understand how hard it would be to do an anime episode in first person shaky camera view, right? You can't yeah. actually, it, it's too much for the production. But man, I wanted it. I would have, I would have loved. A whole episode that was just dedicated to one camera watching these characters. And then, like, you see Gin and Kagura in the background sometimes. is like they're going about their day and they would just cross the path of the story a couple times. Mm-hmm. They barely committed to the bit. And I was super disappointed because of it. I did love the premise, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what I mean. Like, could they have done it better? I absolutely think so. 
Um, but in the scale of what was available <laughs> to watch episode to episode, um, it's still probably one of their better episodes. So in the episode, we see the, the special police doing different tasks. They take out, uh, arrest a drunk. They direct traffic. Um, they do pra- early morning practice. It's 10 a.m. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> early morning practice. Special shout Okita's, out to... Okita's swinging his sword with his mask on and snoring. <laughs> <laughs> and special shout out to Badminton Special Cop, who doesn't use a sword. He uses a badminton racket and practices all day long i love him Mm -hmm. um but the main episode is about kondo meeting shinpada's sister when he's uh she's his waitress and she's he asked her he's got a hairy butt of course he asked her what she would do if a man had a hairy afro she was in love with him and she said i would love him anyway hairy butt and all and hairy afro butt hairy afro butt (laughs) and so he asked her to marry him and she punches him and tells him no. So he asks again the next day out on a telephone pole. She throws things at him. And he stalks her throughout town. And there's a then the episode stops for Gin to complain that he has not been in the episode. <laughs> I like I'm that. the star. This is a I great like fourth wall break. Yep. Um, it, it's kind of predictable. I've seen it done before. You know, the, my name's the the title. Why am I not been in the episode yet? Mm-hmm. Um but he also points out we haven't even had the opening yet, and he forces the opening yeah. to play in the middle of the episode. Good. That That's was funny. Uh, but then they meet with with Gin and they tell him about the stalker, and he's like, "Okay, I'll, I'm gonna deal with it." And he calls the stalker out, and Kondo's hiding in the restaurant they're in, <laughs> and they and she's like, "This is my fiance." And so Kondo, the chief of police, again, um, he. He challenges Gin to a duel. They go to the duel location, but Gin has to use the bathroom for a long time. He just has to sit. Wait, they, like a crowd builds up. They start selling snacks. Uh, Gin finally returns. So before before we get into this, we have to remember, like, throughout the episode, when it keeps going back to the cops. They keep going, like, where's Kondo? And, like, uh, uh, Hijikata keeps going. Like he's he's the best, you know. He's probably training by himself, or he's doing important paperwork with a government official. And this whole time, he's just been chasing <laughs> Shin's sister, stalking. Yeah. So Gin finally returns from the bathroom after claiming he had to leave to do a bump. And then it says, "Of sugar, of sugar," <laughs> which is just kind of weird. It like, is a weird. I- I, yeah. Random drug joke to just throw yeah. into Kintama. Uh, anyway, uh, he does this huge speech of like, I'm not betting with her life. I'm betting with my life. Um, and he convinces him not to use swords. They're going to use the wooden swords. He's like, here, just use my wooden sword and I'll take the random kid's sword. And then they fight. But then uh, Kondo's wooden sword just falls apart. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. No, my sword, my sword. And, and Gin just walks up and smashes him and sends him flying. And then Gin reveals, who would use the sword of their enemy? What an idiot. I went and I filed it down and, and ruined it. <laughs> That's what it. took me so long. You're so stupid. And I couldn't like, believe he actually admitted it. <laughs> like, and all the other characters bloated. realize he cheated and they start <laughs> kicking him and telling him he's, <laughs> the, he's the worst. And he starts Full crying. Nelson in the, Congress kicking him. 
He's on the beach just crying. Why did anybody like me? Uh, and then the episode ends with uh, um, Hijikata, the, the vice chief, seeing his boss beaten in the sand. <laughs> oh, and the TV uh, saw it. Yeah, in a very um, uh, un... Uh, unflattering? Yes, in a very unflattering way. So the next episode, the secret police are upset about this, and they... Uh, Go hunting for Gin to get revenge and save the the honor of the special silver-haired police. samurai. Silver-haired yeah. samurai. Meanwhile, Gin and his team are having an epic battle. Paper rock scissors, because one of them has to do a job, and they don't want to. <laughs> they want to make care of them. They do paper because the person wants to hire them said, "I only want one of you," and so they're not doing paper rock scissors for who gets to go. Of who gets to stay because they're all lazy bums. The 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 recap. So they do this recap of like, how did we get here? One, it felt e- extra, but then with because the guy who's hiring them is retelling the story, they have to keep touching him up to make him look beautiful. So even though he's just this bald old guy, like his face gets prettier and his chest gets bigger and he starts getting more naked. And they're like, we had to touch this up five thousand <laughs> percent because he made us. And then the conversation between Gin and, and and the Paper, Rock, Scissor duel is really funny, too, because they start doing inner monologues, and they're like, no, I can hear your inner monologue. Well, I can hear your inner monologue, too. You're stealing our joke. Um, this whole Paper, Rock, Scissor thing, I laughed. And then he's got, like, a family on his fingers yeah. instead of throwing paper. Yeah, they, they all throw the same thing, and then Kagura throws... What does she have on her hand? Like an axe or something? I forget what was on her hand, but yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, and then Gin's like, that's strong, but it can't beat my family of five. And he has five characters who I think we're supposed to recognize the family because it's like four family members and a fox. I think you're supposed to recognize them. I have a (laughs) feeling that's a known thing. I get a very strong impression that a lot of the jokes rely on you having a certain set of knowledge. And if you don't have this set of, yeah, and if you don't have it, it's going to be even worse for you. And, and I think the English dub tries to switch that to English, but like like this visual joke, I think requires a Japanese pop culture knowledge. Mm-hmm. Which maybe three guys who do an anime podcast should recognize. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> we, we should have started in the 90s then. <laughs> we kind of did, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. World. Uh Gin ends up being chosen to do the work. So he has to go do construction work with this guy. And here's a work joke that did not translate to English. Um, they're looking for the silver haired samurai and they keep opening doors. The secret police to a samurai in a barber shop. But I think in Japanese, Japanese, it's supposed to sound like silver haired samurai, but it doesn't in English. So it's just random doors that are throwing open. I was open. wondering because I was like, these jokes do not land even in sub. Like, it I'm was like, weird. What are... And then at one point uh, Hijikata opens a door and it, he's like, that didn't even sound like it. But I'm like, they haven't sounded like it. You said a barber shop. That doesn't sound like silver hair. Mm. Anyway. That's not really Gintama's fault. You know, it it's, kind of knows target audience, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, Hijikata does find Gin and gives him a sword and challenges him to a duel on a roof, manages to cut him, but Gin breaks 
Hijikata sword and defeats him and then just walks away so he can go to the hospital. And Hijikata just smokes a cigarette while Kondo is watching him from a tower. Thoughts, Jason? On this fight? Isn't this your favorite scene? Or did I mess that up? No, no, no. The oh. Con- Kondo's Oh, the fight. beach episode was your favorite. And, and it wasn't really the duel. It was him getting beat up by his friends yeah, for cheating. You're right. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, I remember it wrong. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh oh yeah, the next episode is the giant puppy. This is the episode my son watched, and he loves the giant puppy. And obviously, when the giant puppy tries to bite or does bite people, I think that's funny too. It's pretty humorous. Um, but yeah, they find a giant puppy, and Kagura wants to keep it, and she's like, "Finally, an animal I can have." Even though it's trying to kill her, she's so strong. To her, they're playing. I did like that. That just the concept that this animal is actually. You know, feral. <laughs> yeah, I had right. a nightmare and I squeezed the life out of my buddy. No, yes, so. that was brutal. That's not funny. That no, that's brutal. It was so funny, weird that they told that story. I thought, I, I not didn't. not funny. I thought it, it was weird too, but it kind of fit this anime. Like this anime, at at times it just uses humor, makes jokes that just don't fit anything it's doing, and sometimes they're way far... Like like Big Schlong Man. Like, why did you go there? <laughs> like, it just doesn't fit the context of everything else and the way the characters behave and talk. It's weird. I think I think what bugged me was that Shinpada, right after she gets done telling the story, goes, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. And I'm like, were you trying to do that kind of as a joke? It's, I, I think that's what he meant by that, is that there's a little bit of a joke in there, and I'm like... Oh, not really. Uh-uh. Anyway, um, oh, the alien prince is back. The zoo joke makes me laugh. That was a great rule of three um, joke. When he's at the and, zoo, and it eats people. Here's a giant giraffe, and it eats people, and it mm. grabbing the prince like clearly in range of eating people out of the zoo, which is and then, like the secret service like pulls guns on the giraffe. Pulls guns. Then they do it for the elephant, and then this third animal can't won't eat people. No, but that other one right next to you does the polar bear. <laughs> that was a good rule of three joke. That was good. Uh, and then it will. And then at the last one, he's like, "I think you're trying to kill me." <laughs> this guy to me just comes off as King Kai, but dumber. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the they end up. After Gin tries to get rid of the dog, the the pee and poop joke didn't work for me. That that felt way too lowbrow. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, but anyway, they get run over by the prince, who that I think this is like the third time. Help me find a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, they steal the dog and drive off. Gin is stays on the car and is like asking him to stop. Meanwhile, Kagura sees them and chases after, and she hits the car into the river, thinks she killed another pet, and then Gin is in a tree with it, with the, the puppy Sadahara, and it's like, okay, you can keep it, and they do. There is a side story about Hijikata and Okida looking for a pet to please the official, and Okida's thing is, like, he's just gonna put a leash on his bosses, and, and at the end, he's handing the leash to um, the chief, Chief Kondo, and goes, don't forget to say Bow Wow. <laughs> 
And I laughed at that. <laughs> um. Okay, then, okay, yeah, they're not, because Shinpachi got run over by a car, he's now in a hospital. And they go to visit the hospital, and there's an old man there who connects with them because he also likes strawberry, and he likes strawberry milk, just like Gin does. This joke went on way too long, the calcium and it's good for you, but no, that's a sugary drink, dude. I have chocolate milk a lot. It's delicious. And you get milk. Yeah, but to call it health food, like you're going to pick it up next to the broccoli. You're going to have it purely for its health benefits. Okay. Um, There's another great rule of three joke that's done in this. So they they talk to this old guy, and he wants to find uh, someone who has that hairpin, a woman they used his first love. And he accidentally took her hairpin. He tells the story of like she was a dumpling, she dumpling waitress, gave him dumplings, but he actually had been in love with her, and uh, he'd almost died choking on the dumplings, but he kept her hairpin. While he's trying to tell his story, Kagura pulls out pickled seaweed and starts eating it, and and Shibata yells at her, and then he starts telling the story again, and Gintoki a- asks for the pickled seaweed, and he starts eating it. And Shimpata yells at him. And then the old man starts telling a story again. And Shimpata turns around and he has the pickled seaweed in his mouth. And he took it too. And I, and I laughed. And I'm like, oh, you're starting to do it, anime. You're starting to hit the rule of three jokes. You're making those work. That's twi- two episodes in a row. You've done that well. So that was a good one. It was even subtle too, which this anime is not with almost any of their jokes. This one was subtle. No one called out, why did you put the extra pickled seaweed in your mouth? Which is what they've been doing up to this point. They just let me see it and let me realize it was funny. Now, I did hear Shinpada complain about the seaweed a lot in this episode. Right. Not, but no one complained about it when he did it, which is the the the, res, the actual punchline of the joke. Yeah. He would also take the seaweed. And they keep bringing it back up through the rest of the episode, right? Because that's what I Yeah, it, and the episode before was also about pickled seaweed. It's when she bought it. So this is the same pickled seaweed she bought, and they're always making fun of her for smelling like pickled seaweed. Right. And they kept eating it here. Yeah, because they kept – like that was another running gag is something stinks. Something stinks here. Like different characters would say it. And mm-hmm. I was always like, okay, ha-ha. I don't understand what, what is that funny that something stinks? Okay. All right. So the old man promises him their, the for, his fortune. So they start searching for the dumpling girl. They go to a dumpling shop and, and the guy's like, mm, I don't think there's any dumpling shops around here. And he's literally the standing owner of, a, front of, one. of his own dumpling so, shop. Yeah. So just as a little, little nuance in the sub, he doesn't say fortune. He says my estate. So he's uh... technically not lying. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, and this one he he full on told him that he was a rich man. He mm-hmm. he no longer was he had spent all his money on women he'd wanted to, and the rest he does nothing to do with. So he will give them the, all his fortune. Um, but we find out the old man's lying. He's poor, and they go back and they yell at him. But Gin hears the rest of his story and decides he's gonna keep helping him. And to convince his friends, he tells them about that feeling when you've drank too much strawberry milk in the middle of the night and you have to get up and you got to go pee 
and you don't want to, but you got to go. And then you finally get up and you go to the bathroom and it feels so good. But then you realize you didn't get up. You're in your bathroom, <laughs> in your bed, and it's starting to spread down your legs. But you can't stop because it felt so good. And Shinpata's like, what are you talking about? And the crowd starts cheering. <laughs> strawberry milk, strawberry milk. This joke did not land for me. Oh, I uh, laughed. That, that for that one, that one worked for me because of the crowd. Like I was like, okay. this is bizarre. What is going on? The, the fact that my reaction was exactly the Shimpadas, but for some reason the entire hospital crowd <laughs> got into the peeing yourself story. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, they 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 have the dog sniff the hairpin and it takes them back home. And they're like, you stupid idiot! You thought you were just going walkies. Then they realize the landlady probably is the um, the girl. She has the same first name. They find out the so old they, lady. Yeah. Yep. They get a call. The old man is dying, so they rush to the hospital. They run over an ugly woman, and they do not want to talk about it. <laughs> talk do about not stop evil. <laughs> wow. Also, she falls down, and this guy rushes to help her. Sees her face, and is like, "Oh." But like just backs away and leaves her to die. <laughs> anyway, uh, they burst into the hospital and the old man gets to see her and return the hairpin. And he sees her as the young girl she used to be instead of the ugly old landlady that she is now. And then they go home. And they're like, yeah, you didn't even recognize him. And it's hinted that she did. And so it was sweet ending. And the final episode, the landlady lets in a cat, but it's actually a cat lady who is actually a thief and she steals from the group. And then they chase her down in a great I, the chase. I did laugh at because they steal someone's taxi and then they're like, we're going to kill her. And they're like ramming everything along the way. They're driving sideways and everyone's freaking out because Kagura's the driver and they crash into the harbor. And then we find out that the landlady had found Gin a long time ago at her husband's um gravestone graves and had been bringing dumplings to her husband's grave and he asked for the dumplings from her husband ate them and then as a vow to repay him said he would always protect the landlady which is why he actually lives above her this whole time and why she doesn't actually kick him out and then she they catch the cat lady again saves her from him and the cat lady goes to jail even though we know she's going to come back because she was in the first and second episode she works there um, and the old lady says you can come back, and then she gives uh, Gin his rent. Uh, he doesn't have to pay his rent, and that's the end. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, we got it. We need to go to final reviews, but I do want to one last time because, and I don't think we we didn't mean it this way, but let's connect these two comedy things we did. And just your last thoughts on what worked for you, why why one worked for you and didn't for you, Jeremy? Why don't you start, and then Jason mm-hmm. kind of you're you're the star here because you've had to stand alone, so I'll let you have the biggest spotlight. But Jeremy, why don't you start? So space Dan- space dandy worked for me because I think that the comedy was more nuanced. I think that it didn't rely as much on dialogue; it relied more on visuals, and it relied more on uh, letting you explore things that as you saw them were absurd. Um, but also it had like this tone of, of epicness to it where when you would dive into something, especially alien, 
it would just keep getting stranger and weirder and more interesting. And it really like clung to that. Whereas with Gintama, it just, to me, it came across as more juvenile, less subtle, less nuanced. The dialogue was very on the nose. It relied a lot on you having pre-existing knowledge of whatever joke they were making rather than relying on comedy norms or ideas that would appeal or be something that you would uh, you'd be able to see as like a fundamental idea and you'd go, oh, okay, that's that's silly. That's stupid. That's crazy. Instead, it was it was almost like it was more jokes about, well, this is a this is a common trope. So why would you do that thing that is always done in the comic trope? Like literally dialogue would be said like that. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so you're not just presenting the trope. You're also calling out and describing the joke you made. That kind of is a trademark of not a very well done joke. So yeah, I think that's the things that I saw the most difference between the two. Um, for me, I think it has a lot to do with the main characters. Um, because I've already made the point about the continuity and, you know, the, you know, you, you've got the more etchy jokes versus, uh, situational jokes. Um, and I think because I could relate better to these characters than I could with the characters in Dandy, uh, is why I felt more, or I, I felt the comedy was better. Um, I also like that deadpan, uh, matter of fact, comedy works pretty well for me. Um, this wasn't a, I'm laughing the whole time. Comedy. Right. Like the, I, I did, I don't put this up on a pedestal, but as far as, uh, in comparison, I, I do like this much better than I did Dandy. Um, I I found the the I guess the jokes, especially the visual jokes in Dandy, to just be too abstract. It's where I just didn't quite understand what I was seeing, or I didn't think it was the silliness and the strangeness of it was very funny. Um, but with with Gin. These situations are things I can imagine myself being in, but also like because they're terrible people, when they do the terrible thing, it's the more extreme version of what a normal person would do in that situation. Therefore, I find that funny. Pass. No, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. One, I I don't really want to take away your spotlight yeah i really did want to highlight what you were bringing to it because because you've been on the minority for two episodes in a row mm-hmm. and and so it's not really totally fair for me to do a full rebuttal unless you want to go again but i, I guess i mean like not, we said it, it's very subjective absolutely i think the question would be would you agree with jeremy's assessment over mine oh you're assuming i listen to you guys Fair. <laughs> the host speaks. He doesn't. <laughs> I'm thinking about what we got to do next. Um, no, no, 
I, I don't really agree with yours, Jason. I, I, I found the jokes in Space Sandy visually to work. I, I didn't see them as abstract. Um, I think I, this is subjective. I'm trying to find a way to prove it, but I can't. It's so subjective. I found right. Space Dandy's writing to be more clever, whereas this felt like, I said it before, throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the wall and just seeing what sticks. And some of it did stick. I think when they did Rule of Three, and I think when they do recurring jokes, um, and it's, and a couple tropes that they use well, um, it, there is some funny stuff. But there's just so much on the wall that I'm like, oh, that's that's a lot. Whereas I felt like Space Dandy was very specific about every every joke it was trying to tell, it, and it was hitting its marks way more often than than not when I watched it. Um, that's the biggest difference I took away. But I also agree with what you said way back in the beginning of this. Uh, Gintama was getting better. I was laughing more at the last couple of episodes than the first couple of episodes. So. I agree with you that it is a kitchen sink at the wall, and you do have to search for the jokes. Um, Dandy definitely presents you the jokes and then just goes, what if we go ten times further with it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, like you said, it's subjective. I don't find that kind of humor. doesn't hit me. Mm -hmm. I did really like the comment we got on YouTube um, about... I need to respond to that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought, instead of just coming back and saying, like, you're wrong or you're right, that they um, talked about, if you have to sit through something that's not clicking for you, which we sometimes have to do based on the fact yeah. that we, we pick an assignment, um, it can ruin something way worse than it would have if you had just like watched a random episode. If you had just watched the first episode, yeah, not really for me. But then you had to sit through 13 or 12 more episodes of Dandy and it probably just like grew angry and bitter. <laughs> and, just, yes. and, and especially after the first episode of Gintama, that started with me. Um, and it definitely was kind of thawing by the time we got to the end. So um, that you... I, I should know the name of the YouTuber. They should get a shout out, an official shout out. Hold on, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do this right, and then then we gotta get. We'll going. do it live. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Hazard, <laughs> Hazard. Uh, your YouTube comment was was. Jason's gonna respond, and then you guys can even argue back and forth. But I just felt that was really a great way of presenting it. And mm -hmm. what we try to do here is present different opinions and, and accept that we have different opinions. And I just really like that someone offered a comment where they did that and didn't just say, you're wrong for this. Um, they said, Hey, I get it. I've been there. Not this here, not in this one, but I totally get what you're doing. I wanted to give that a shout out. We need to be done though. I'm tired. <laughs> so our next anime chainsaw man. Have you heard of it? It's kind of been a big deal. <laughs> um, OP's fire. Wait, if you have our reviews, if you have thoughts, Troy is so done. We didn't give a two. Oh, oh yeah, we do scores, don't we? <laughs> He's so done. What are you doing? You didn't finish the episode. No. Oh. <laughs> That was my Gintama impression. All right. Uh, Jason, oh. your pick. You do your score. <laughs> All right. Um, like I said, it wasn't like belly laugh every episode. I did find some of it humorous. The storyline's not fantastic. And there is very little Sakura at like ever. But um, Ga. Saku, Sakuga. Sakuga. 
whatever. What's Sakuga? Like, pretty visual event. When you spend so, like, your budget to make something look good, it's in every right. single episode of Space Dandy. So oh, okay, gotcha. Basically, like, your opening or a really big fight scene where the animation's just a... Uh, one Punch Man versus Genos. Uh, mm, mm. That that is Sakugra. What? How do you say? Sakugra. Sakugra. Just with a G instead of an R. Sakuga. Three. Very middle of the road for me. Okay. All right. Jeremy? Um. I as I said I, two. I bet I, I bet I can guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a one. It's not a one. I don't hate it. Uh, I think it has a lot of potential. I I did enjoy some of the jokes. It's just that the the number of jokes I enjoyed was so small compared to the number of jokes that were thrown at me. And um I I usually don't have a problem just continuing to watch a show even just to dissect it um when I don't like it. But because this is just supposed to be pure comedy and it was failing in that regard for me, it was enough to where I was finding myself distracted um so yeah i gotta give it a two but it's not a one uh two for me as well i can definitely say it needs an asterisk though i watched the english dub and it was terrible i honestly had a pretty rough week (laughs) and (laughs) mood affects comedy and Mm -hmm. so that could also be why some jokes weren't landing and I was, the week went better as it went on, so maybe that's why and episodes got better. But I also think it was getting better. I just, I, I had a hard time making myself. Okay, I got to watch another episode and I got to write down what's happening. It's very hard to take notes here because it's, it was all over the place. Um, and even tonight to do the recording, I'm like, man, I just. I hardly have any interest to talk about this. Whereas like Space yeah. Dandy, I, I was like, oh my gosh, we got to talk about Space Dandy. So many things. Here I was yeah. like, yeah, they're gonna, we're going to talk about. And Gintama. we are so far in the minority of the rest of the anime community. You know how highly rated this show yes. is? Yes. Yeah. I, this It's considered like the best, right? Like yeah. all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's got, it's got to be just those scores are taking into account the full thing. That's got to be what it is. Or there's a lot of 11-year-olds on my anime list. <laughs> it's it's trolls. It's trolls and bots. Yeah, it's bots. It's bots. <laughs> okay. All right. If you have thoughts on Gintama, I'm allowed to do this now, right? Yes. Okay. No. This time one. This time only. Thoughts on Gintama. Someone's been like, had a pen out and they're like, Tell me the dang website. <laughs> Our Twitter, you can reach us at, at Baka Podcast. Nope. Yes? Guys. I've done this so, before, right? Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> at Baka Podcast is our Twitter. Our website is the com, And you can hit the contact us button. Or... Wherever you're listening, watching this, there's probably a comment section. It probably gets, we get notified. If you've tried it like five times and haven't heard back from us, you are on a weird website that might have spyware. Go to YouTube or or Spotify. And for that one person who did give us $5 for a manga like two years ago, I just noticed that recently. 
Thank, Thank you. you. So much. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I will get your name. Thank you. All right. We are the we, worst. We yes. need to say goodbye, or I won't be awake for the end of this podcast. So let's say goodbye. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Sayonara.